as entrepreneurs, we want to make an impact, that den in the universe. We want to grow our business, serve our clients well. But often there's some missing ingredients. I've got a great entrepreneur now who's taken a product that many of us think is a commodity. We eat every day. And he's differentiated his business by asking the right questions to grow it to $40 million on an annual basis. And he's having a heck of a lot of fun doing it. I want you to stay tuned as I introduce you to Jeff Moore, and you are gonna learn so much that you can use in your business that you don't wanna miss this. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Jeff, I am so excited to have you joining us. Uh, you and I are in a mastermind group, Joe Polish's Genius Network Mastermind, and uh, we were together in Orange County where you live, and we had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time together, but as I've gotten to know you even more since then, uh, I've been just blown away with what you've been able to accomplish, and I wanted to bring you to our virtual mastermind, AES Nation, to share your insights. So thank you very much for being willing to share. Oh, it's an honor to be here. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, Jeff, you know, one of the things that I, I got to be honest with you, when I, you know, got, you know, we're going through kind of the program and I'm checking off who I want to meet and so on, I'm going, fish guy. Steak guy, I love fish and steak, <laughs> but I <laughs> yeah. didn't, you know, I'm going, well, there's not, I'm in financial services. I'm going, there's not much commonality. And I, I got to tell you, as soon as I heard, we had the chance to visit and, you know, your presentations and saw some of the stuff that you've done online and then get to know you. I mean, I've been blown away with what you've been able to accomplish and the impact you're making, not only in your industry, but other industries. And what I'd love to do is, you know, how did a guy who's in the fish and steak business, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Oh boy, well, first and foremost, thank you very much. And I too am, am very inspired by the work that you're doing right now as well. And I will say that, you know, I, I hear you say dent in the universe and I'm like, gosh, I feel like I haven't even put a little scratch in what I'm doing compared to what my plans are. And so I'm really honored by that. How did I get here today? I have been a salesperson my entire life and just a passionate salesperson, somebody that loves to engage. I have a personal motto of, of learn to teach, teach to know, know and share, and share with passion. And so from as long as I can remember, I remember selling like door-to-door -door lawn aeration where you'd pull the cores out of the lawn to loosen up the soil during the summer. I was doing that in like seventh and eighth grade, earning like $300 a week. It was, you know, I mean, I got to go door-to-door, -door, the purest sense of selling, right? You know, the fuller brush guy. And so that was it. But I've uh, grown up in the food business. I'm actually fourth generation food service, you know, food and beverage. And uh, there's a pretty cool story if you want me to tell that. Yeah, you know, Jeff, share, because I mean, one of the things we hear is that almost every family by the third generation, the business is gone. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you've shared with me a little of this. So why, why don't we go and have that foundation? Because, you know, one, how everybody stayed motivated along the way and stayed focused and with all the ups and downs of entrepreneur life through four generations. And then 
why you're so inspired by this and you know you're you're having the impact that you are Hey, well, great. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in a family in Orange County and, you know, like I said, we're fourth generation food service here. And my great grandfather owned a company called Huntington Beach Ice. That was a company that obviously made ice, but uh, also uh, licensed soda. And, and so they would go and they would make, you know, soda and put it in the bottles, take it to the store, sell it. And then back in the day, you would bring your bottles back to the store, remember, to get the, the deposit back. They would then send those bottles back to Huntington Beach Ice. They'd wash the bottles, <laughs> fill them up again, and then do that. My grandfather, as a very young boy at, at like six years old, was washing bottles back then. And, and he grew up in that business and was a passionate sales guy. Uh, and, and really, my grandfather was like a celebrity to me. He not only was a tremendous sales guy, but later on, he also sang for the L.A. Philharmonic and was uh, on the Ed Sullivan show several times and, and uh, really noted in that world as well. And I know that's a, that's a whole other thing. But, but my grandfather, as he grew up, he went to USC and uh, left USC and was selling clothing department store in Los Angeles. And, and one day he was selling a guy a tie and they got into this conversation about the beverage business. Well, this is the business my grandfather grew up in. But instead of telling this guy how much he knew about the beverage business, he just kept asking questions of this person about the beverage business. And, and through those questions, he established himself as a guy that, you know, when you ask questions, people assume that you already know the answers. He established himself as this really kind of an inspiring and impactful and a knowledgeable guy, maybe an authority. And by the end of that sale where he was selling this guy a tie, this gentleman offered him the franchise to his beverage company in Orange County, and the name of his beverage company was Pepsi-Cola. And so he was literally given the Pepsi-Cola bottling franchise for Orange County back in the late 30s. Wow, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, I just want to come back for, you know, why this story is important for all of us as entrepreneurs is a, a big lesson learned is that so many of us want to kind of promote ourselves. We, we love our most favorite subject, ourselves. And yep. we just get going and going and going, talking about ourselves. The most powerful connection we can make is by asking great questions and really in empathizing and caring about that person, connecting with them. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to say, Jeff, that every time you do it, you get a franchise for a major, you know, established company. It wasn't that established then, but... You can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, and, and here's the thing, the magic that happens out of this, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you join us is you are a big believer in asking questions. And why, why don't you give kind of how you use it in your business? Because it's really helped you accelerate your success in serving your clients and making a difference in their lives. And, and that's really what we're all about here at AES Nation. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, as, and really quickly, as we evolved, you know, there went from my grandfather and then there was my father. My this was my grandfather was my mother's father. My my mom married my dad. My dad, who served in the Navy, came out and went to work for Pepsi with my grandfather and then established himself as an authority and a, and a go to guy in the food service industry and, and evolved to the point where he had actually bought and was the head of the largest produce company in North America that was doing about 780 million dollars that they then sold to Cisco but he's the same way 
you know, asking tons of questions, taking reams of notes of things that he learns about that. And so it was really ingrained in that particular mindset for me. And the more that I recognize, I'm a big guy and I've been a big guy all my life and and kind of a lot smaller now that I met JJ Virgin. But yeah. uh, um, well, you and me both too. Yeah, there you go. She's uh, she's she's definitely one that once she decides that she's working with you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get healthy. And well, I recommend you know you guys anybody Google JJ Virgin and uh, yep. Jeff and I've lost a little bit of weight and get in better shape and uh, look out world where that energy level's picking up. But Jeff, you, you know what you, you I mean I want to come you know you, this legacy you know you you've talked about a couple things you've talked about questions and you've talked about authority. Yes. And with authority, I mean, this is, you know, we've got to position ourselves as experts. In today's world, everything's pretty much commoditized, whether, you know, it's, it's fish, seafood, steaks, and so on, whether it's financial services, whether it's, you know, airplanes almost. Almost everything's being pretty commoditized. And now, so, you know, it is then why would somebody want to work with you? And it's because you're the authority, that you really it, understand them. It is, it's very much so. And you know, it, it's been a lifelong journey in education, but, but I was mentioning I'm a big guy. And so when I walk in the room, if I start to just start to say, I'm the authority and here it is, <laughs> people are going to go into defensive mode. And believe me, as I evolved in my sales career, I learned how I learned what that looked like. And so I, I really went back and I studied the very best in sales. I mean, I was probably at one time Nightingale Conant's number one customer, you know, the windshield university type thing and just studying the greats in, in sales. And it all came back to to diffusing the points of, of and getting to the questions. And I think that as humans, our biggest frustration as human beings is that we don't feel understood. And the only way to truly show that you understand somebody is to be able to tell their story better than they can to themselves. And you can't find that story out without asking questions. And so we really have, have drilled that down at, at my company, International Pacific Seafoods, which is our company that we're doing about $40 million in sales annually. Uh, we sell primarily to food service, Cheesecake Factory, BJ's Restaurants, Inc., you know, major, major chains and then local regional chains around the country uh, through distributors like Cisco, U.S. Foods, PFG, um, Shamrock and, and things like that. But what we really truly were able to establish is that people will ask for something not knowing what they're asking for. And so, you know, in the financial products and the financial services industry, I would imagine that people say, I want to invest in stocks, like in the first conversation. And it's like, for as a professional, it's like, okay, well, what are you looking to achieve, you know, in your portfolio? What is this portfolio supposed yeah, to do? It's the classic what they want and yeah. what they need. And what, right. you know, it's really focusing on the results that they want. Exactly. And so, what I did is I, I found that there were a lot of times we'd get phone calls and they, it would be a sales rep for Cisco calling up saying, my customer wants to see a salmon. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> what kind of salmon? And you know, we'd go through all these questions. And I finally, after researching and, and studying under Chet Holmes about six or seven years ago, came up with five questions that we ask. And now we ask them every single customer 
every single time we go in and every conversation you can look at every successful conversation and it's these five questions that we always ask and these questions have statistics to them so over the last six years that we've been measuring this because we've been doing it before and kind of that unconscious competence thing mm -hmm. but now since we've been measuring it we find when we ask these questions 73% of the time, the customer's not using the best available option for their application, i.e. the most cost-effective okay, option. Okay, let's just stop here for a quick second, Jeff, because I think that's important. I mean, actually, it's critical. 73%. Yeah. I mean, if we look at that, I mean, you know, if you're looking to provide a service to a client, no matter what industry you're in, whether you're selling widgets, professional services, what have you, and 73% of your clients are not using the optimal solution and you can help guide them to do that as well as show how they can use your product to accomplish that. I mean, this is a wow. And this is why I wanted to bring Jeff on is it, it's just, it's so kind of simple. And, and when I talk about simplicity, there's two types of simplicity in my mind. There's the simplicity that many entrepreneurs, quite honestly, that haven't hit a degree, a foundation of success, have because they, they, they really don't know what's going on. They're a little ignorance. And then all of a sudden, the world gets really complex for all of us. And then when we get on the other side of complexity and where we really simplify it and we get it so that we can consistently and systemically do it and get great results for our clients and for ourselves, that's the big win. And that's it, Jeff, yep. that's, I really want to stop because that's huge. That's a big number that you're doing. Yep. Now, how, how are you, before we go into the questions, give me an example of kind of when you have that conversation with one of your prospective clients or clients and you're asking those questions it, that, you know, how have you been able to help them? Because I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I love salmon and it comes right. in a number of different, uh, you know, uh, the king and I can go all the way down and so on. They all taste good. You know, put them on a right. grill, you know, life is good and a good wine and, you know, we're set. I'm thinking, okay, how hard could that be for you to sell? Well, there's a whole bunch of people that have salmon too. But right. how would you help me if I'm, you know, a chef or whether I'm a, you know, a store? Give me an example. Well, I, I will, and let me just tell you, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward to the end result right now because 73% of the time the question the customer is not using the best available option, and over the last six years that we've been measuring this, we've saved the restaurant operator over three and a half million dollars a year in annual food costs. Now I'm gonna tell you how that's a lot of money, but three and a half million dollars a year is not what one person saved it's what a collective saved and so there's one small burgeoning chain that was uh that was I, I was calling on for quite some time and they would say hey don't come in unless you're cheaper right so they had their own set of criteria of what who they were going to see and so what they did is they established themselves as saying don't come in unless you're cheaper meaning don't come in unless you've got a lower price product well you know there's only two ways that we we create you know uh, wealth we either uh, augment our means or diminish our wants and at that point when you're talking just in the price game they were literally diminishing their wants you know because they were just looking for people to give them something cheaper and so I just I would kind of written them off but the president and CEO of Cisco in Los Angeles called me up and said hey I want you to go see this account and I go ah oh, they said you know not to come in unless I'm cheaper he goes yeah but now I'm telling you to go do it and I was just like Cool. So I went in there and I went to this account and 
I was start, you know, established, you know, t- talking to him, getting to know him. You know, I, I, I knew, you know, of him and, and I, I'm able to, you know, start by asking questions about him, but also being able to reveal things that I already know about him. So we established a good rapport out of the, out of the shoot. And then he says, okay, so what do you have? And so I show him the first thing I have and he goes, well, how much is it? And I tell him, and I know that I'm about 60 cents a pound higher than he was paying. He goes, I told you not to come in unless you're cheaper. I go, I'm glad you said that. I go, I have some questions I need to ask you now. And he's like, okay. And so I started asking these questions. And after we'd gone through these five questions, the product that was actually 60 cents a pound more was going to save him $35,000 a year in food costs. Yeah, this is, I mean, I find that in the financial services industry as well, Jeff, that it's just, it, it is amazing that when you really zero on on, you know, the problem is not the problem. Typically, no. you have to go and pr- low price is not going to solve everything for every entrepreneur. And so on either side and and once you dive deep into it, that's where you can really get you know, some understanding. And then all of a sudden now you can you know, see whether you are the right one that's going to make a big impact and then present it in that light. And that that yep. is so important. It's. It's, you know, and, and for me, it was, it was truly establishing this, this thing. And, and I'm a copywriter. I'm not a copywriter for hire, or I guess there's a couple people that do, but I look at people's copy. There's a lot of big time gurus that I look at their stuff and, and they're to be nameless. But I call this uncovering hidden pockets of profit. And, you know, it just, I love the romance of hidden pockets. Well, of I'm pro- thinking as an entrepreneur, that's a pretty sexy title. <laughs> Right. And, and, you know, when people say, well, what do you do? And, and we help, we help food service professionals navigate the water in a sea of uncertainty. You know, I mean, I just love all well, this. Well, because we we're talking about positioning authority and really, you know, we all of us want to have a steady stream of clients coming to us. And what I love about this is, you know, we have the best stakes of anyone. That's not going to do it in today's yep. world. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not a defendable position. But on the other hand, you know, and, and do I want to meet with somebody that says they have the best of something? Eh, right. I don't believe them. But if somebody tells me that they're going to help me uncover some hidden uh, profits of, of what yep. was it? I got you're a little more hidden, sexy sounding hidden, than I am. Hidden pockets of profit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, you know. Why would you not take that call? And then, but then you have to deliver. So then, how do you deliver, yeah. Jeff? The, well, kind of and the so question. that was it. I mean, I went through and I helped him under, uncover this one hidden pocket of profit. And it was funny. He goes, "We finished and, and we did the calculations right in front." And he's like, "God, that's like thirty-five thousand dollars a year." And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, what else do you have?" I go, <laughs> "I don't know. What else you doing?" He goes, well, "Why are you asking me that again?" I go, "It worked pretty good the first time." Yeah. Yeah, By the but, time I left that account that day, we saved him just over seventy thousand dollars in annual food costs by making some tweaks uh, to the products that he was buying and fit. And by the way, fit his application and created a, a an actual quality level jump in quality for him as well. So he can do. He wasn't able having to prep this product, or they weren't having to worry about you know waste in the back of the restaurant. Besides that, we saved them $70,000 or $72,000 actually. But here's the best part of this. These questions are on the back of my business card. And so the culture of the discussion, the culture of our relationship, the culture of every conversation that we're going to have from now and forever is based in these questions. And the beauty of this 
you're going to absolutely love this, is when a customer calls and they say, I'm looking for Mahi Mahi. And I say, okay, I have some questions to ask. They go, I got the, here, just be quiet. And they start answering the five questions, right? What do you think I do when we get to the end of that? Well, I know what you do during the whole thing. You're smiling like crazy. Right. <laughs> but what do you think I do? Well, you, I mean, you, what they've laid out for you, Jeff, which is so beautiful, is they've shared with you what their challenges are, the framing and everything, and your ability then, then to help them make the right decision so that they can move forward. I, I do that, but there's something I do in between. Share it with us. I ask another question. Because now they think that they've got the process and they're going, I know this now. I've got it. Now I'm just going to ask them one more or two more questions that's going to really bring it home. But these five questions are the things that helped me get to where we were. But I never relinquish that authority in the conversation because I know more questions to ask that are going to get even a better answer. It's like building a house. You start with the, the major framework, and now you're getting to the finish work. And so let me give you an example. Same customer calls me, says, I'm going to go use a mahi-mahi. And I go, okay, I've got some questions. He goes, I got your questions. He goes, I'm not using any of it now. It's a new item. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing this particular item, you know, serving this with it. I don't know what my volume is, but I would assume it's going to be this and I'm, I'm not getting the product now and, and I don't know what I'm paying for it. But he, he, but he goes, there's all the answers. And I said, great. And he goes, now, what do I get to use? And I go, well, I have a couple more questions. And he goes, oh, bull crap. You, you know, you're just showing off now and da, da, da. And he was asking for an eight ounce mahi mahi. And I said, okay. I go, I just, you know, and so I say, I have a couple more questions and he starts yelling at me and then I just stay quiet. And then all of a sudden it gets quiet. And I wait, and it seems like eternity. And then he says, what are the questions? And I'm like, yeah. I go, well, my first one is, do you need an eight-ounce serving or an eight-ounce portion of mahi-mahi? Oh, and then it, the, the F-bombs start flying again because now I'm just showing off whatever. And I let him, you know, exhaust himself a little bit with that, quiet again. Why? What's the difference? Oh, I'm glad you asked. And so I start to tell him that, you know, there's an eight ounce portion. It comes from larger mahi mahi. And now I'm able to really show my authority, right? Like I really actually do know something. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling him about the differences between an eight ounce and a four ounce because two four ounce portions can be an eight ounce serving. And two four ounce portions cost about 80 cents a pound less than the eight ounce portion do, does. And if you're going to be using a thousand pounds a week of this product. I've just saved you $800 a week times $40,000 a year. There you go. It just in this conversation. Yeah. And he's just like, wow. He never even asked what the price was on any of it. He goes, just get me the four. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's where the framing is. Jeff, can I have you just read off the questions real quick? And then um, would you be comfortable if we put it on the AES nation .com oh, on the show notes that you can come and you can download Jeff's card and see both sides of it. So it'll be just, it's really, um, this, what I love, uh, we teach in the, uh, let me blow you up here. So it's a little easier to see. Yeah. So that's the back of my card, right? And this is the front of my card. Yeah. And, and I, I'll tell you, I love this because actually we teach our financial advisors, to do this as well because what you're doing is you're creating an emotional connection first and then you're allowing 
the decision to be made first with emotion, that connection with you, and then they're justifying it with logic when we get into the pricing discussion. And I can tell you, yep. this is in every industry. This is so subtle that so many times we don't recognize it, but it, it's just so important. Right. And, and, you know, and the beauty of these questions, by the way, and so why is this appropriate for your podcast is none of these questions have anything to do with seafood. Yeah. And, and really, right. you know, if I uh, put my list up of questions, you know, there's 61, so I'm not going to do that. But they're, I mean, they're, they're more the, uh, you know, on values, goals, you know, on personal wealth. Now I'm talking about and who are the most important relationships? It doesn't have anything to do with financial. Then you can ask those specific things right. as you get clarity, whatever your solution is. Let me go to a segment I want to do here, Jeff. Hang on. And this is about big breakthroughs. Jeff, what I'd like to see, you know, I mean, okay, you're doing this stuff. You, you've grown up fourth generation, you know, in the uh, food industry, food service industry. And you're out there making a big difference. You, you really know how to build relationships and so on. What was a big breakthrough? I mean, because, you know, being this, there's a whole bunch of food service firms that are nowhere near the size that you are. Why, how did you, what was the big breakthrough that allowed it to grow to the level that you are today? And they continue well, to grow. Well, there, there are a lot that aren't our size, uh, but there are a lot that are a lot bigger. For me, you know, at Cisco Food Service, who's my biggest distributor customer, they do $2.2 billion in seafood sales alone. And I'm doing, you know, 25, 28 million with them. Am I even like at that point, 28 million within a $2.2 billion universe? Do I even have enough clout to get? the janitor to open the door for me, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. And, and what I did is I knew I needed to really establish myself and what I've learned. And, and I got to tell you, you know, mentors like Joe Polish, mentors, you know, JJ Virgin, even, even with, you know, forget the health part of it, watch how that woman runs her company, you know, and, and the unique ability team, mentors like Dan Sullivan, mentors like Jay Abraham and Chet Holmes, God rest his soul. And Tony Robbins, and I started to learn the power of the mastermind. And really, when I was differentiating it and became, you know, grew my own confidence, I figured that I need to put together a group like-minded seafood people that sell to Cisco. And we need to meet together in the spirit of cooperation to improve our sales results, to improve the message that we're delivering collectively. And what I did is if couple of years, about two and a half years ago, I invited five other companies to meet with me at Cisco in Houston. And we called this group the Gang of Six. <laughs> you know, we gave it a little, little, little romance there, right? And we had a, I rented rooms at Cisco. I didn't even invite Cisco to be in the meeting. I rented a, a conference room there for two days and we had a mastermind where we came out with a mission statement and a collective message that we were delivering but the beauty of it was at this at you know I was doing 25 million 28 million with Cisco I now put a group of, of people together a group of companies together that represented over 600 million dollars in sales to Cisco for Cisco uh, and that, it was a that, that powerful is, well, collective yeah I mean I I, I want to go into what happened out of that but I mean 
Yeah, the power of masterminds, Jeff, you and I are big believers in it. I have one in my financial services industry that's just been phenomenal and bringing together, you know, the right people at the right time and sharing ideas. We're in a couple together. I mean, this is, it's so powerful. And, and if there isn't the right one or you need something, you know, uh, when I put one together when I was a financial advisor and working with Schwab and I brought in about 10% of their client business and we met with the president and all the key officers and, and we were really able to make a big impact together. And, and you know, there's just, there's so much opportunity when we're, you know, people are aligned and sharing ideas because there's a lot of people out there that need us and you know the competition's the least of our worries right right well yeah. what what happened out of this jeff well i mean we've still we we i have i've positioned myself as a guy that you know is is forward thinking we i'm able to pick up the phone and work with all of these suppliers we're when we are traveling around the country we all have eyes up and we're looking for things other than our own items for me, you know, these questions, and we'll get back to these questions, I actually have a toll-free number, 866-360-FISH, that people call, and they can have, you know, answers to their seafood questions, solutions for their seafood success. And when we answer that, those questions and we answer those calls, a good 70% of the time, it's not about our stuff. Mm -hmm. And we don't say, oh, well, that's not our stuff and we're not helping them. We are helping them, even if it means helping them find it in their laptop and explaining to them the value points of the of that particular seafood and why their Portico brand has a, a point of differentiation and a unique selling proposition versus the other competition. And we're able to do that. And guess what we're doing every single time? We're continuing to establish our authority. We become, as Chet Holmes said, and I think he learned it from Jake Abraham, and I know that you know this as well, is the ultimate strategic position is to be the go-to guy for education and information. Yeah, and, and, and really what I love and what you're doing well, Jeff, is kind of the combination that I look at it as, one, you have to be the expert, the authority, and you actually have to know what you're doing. Second is you have to raise awareness, and I call it you know, becoming a celebrity. You know, we got to get out from all the noise in the marketplace. And that's what this allows us to do is, you know, by go, getting together with other people, we, we learn more, we can go ahead and really make this very impactful. But at the same time, we can leverage together and create an awareness, that celebrity part that can have yep. huge impact. And I think that there's, uh, and I call it value. Uh, it's a language that we're talking about right now, John. It's a, it's a language that has been forever, since the beginning of time. And it, it's not necessarily a secret language, but it's not the most well understood language. And it's a language between a brand and their customer, right? Mm -hmm. A supplier and their customer, whoever that is. But let's just call it a brand and their customer that has been used for centuries that's created the most powerful, profitable, and sustainable relationships in the world. And, and it's a collinear relationship where, you know, where that we are the producers of quality, mm -hmm. okay? The only person that establishes value is the person that receives that quality. And so there's a language coming back from them and there's a language and a thing that's going out and there's these two lines and so often these lines intersect on maybe a superficial level, but the language of value, V-A-L-Y-O-U, is a collinear line. It's a single pipeline where we speak each other's language 
and that we recognize each other from a deeper sense. And because the most the biggest frustration we have as human beings is that we don't feel understood, that if we can establish from both ends of this relationship that we're understood, that that becomes the relationship that we always go to, the always trust that we always open ourselves up to and we always allow ourselves to be most vulnerable. No, uh, Jeff, extremely well said and totally agree. And this is the opportunity all of us have as entrepreneurs is that if we can occupy that space in the mind of our prospective client, our clients, you know, life is good. It's good for them and it's great for us. You know, we get to do well by doing well. Jeff, I'm going to switch uh, so I can get a couple more insights from you before we have to wrap this up let me go to uh, i haven't answered i haven't asked the questions yet did you know? I, I did well you know i was thinking as we'd post it on the website and they okay. could come and get it because i i think this is one where they're gonna uh, they're gonna repurpose my guess your business card many times over it, as it, it was funny i was uh I met with david bach at uh, experts academy we were having a conversation a couple of years ago and i handed him my business card and he turns it over and he goes what are these? Those are the five questions I had. He goes, this is genius. And I go, well, I'm not quite sure about genius. I go, it just helps me remember them. And he goes, I have seven questions I ask every one of my clients at the beginning. And I go, oh, yeah. He goes, can I put my questions on the back of my card? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, David Bach, for those of you who don't know, uh, has, is uh, famous for, I think he's got nine million books he sold. He's a good friend. And he... Uh, personal finance and uh, smart women finish rich was his first oh. automatic millionaire a whole bunch of others the finish Great. rich series yeah for yeah, sure is phenomenal and he's a real good skier too we try to go skiing every year together awesome. but in the meantime okay i'm going to ask you to go to hang on we got a segment the app of the day what on your smartphone what would you recommend to other fellow entrepreneurs asana Asana. It is your virtual uh, to-do list, your your yellow pad of paper that that you know, you wish you always had with. Uh, Let me put it up that... on the screen. It's spelled S or excuse me, A S A N A dot com for those of you who are watching or listening rather than watching the video podcast. And and Jeff, I I actually wasn't familiar with this. What what you know? Wh how are you using it, and how would you uh, recommend to others? Well, here's the main way I use this because I still have, I still believe that writing, writing down your key uh, goals for the day, you know, orchestrating your victories for the day and writing those down on a piece of paper is something that, that really kind of cements that. Mm -hmm. But I use that for everything else. And just a perfect example, let's say I'm sending you an email and there's an actionable um, response I'm looking for and there's a time-based response I'm looking for or um, I'm sending it to you and I'm promising that I'm going to follow up with something else. Instead of having to look for a place to write that again, in Asana, what I can do with my Gmail account is I can send this to you and then blind copy and say x at mail.asana.com and literally that email shows up on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And, and so then I'm able to, as I look at this at the end of every day and the beginning of every day, and as I work through this, I'm able to go, you know what, I'm supposed to get John back some information and that this is, you know, here's the, uh, here's, here's the research that needs to get done. Oh, by the way, all the people that are in my company 
have an account with this, and so I'm able to uh, move this account to somebody. It never leaves my inbox or never leaves my to-do list, but I'm able to assign that task to somebody else, and then we have a private collaboration about this particular task uh, amongst ourselves to get this completed. And I just think that it keeps those floating moments of time, those those things that, that we try and uh, assign to our memory, we now can use, as Ari Mizell calls it, the third brain, or the outside brain, I guess is what he calls it. Yeah. And it's just, uh, um, it's a fantastic tool. No, that's great, great. Well, let's go to the next segment. And that's the book of the day. What would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? Oh, boy. Um, I'm one of those guys that has probably 50 books on his Kindle at any given time, another 35 uh, audio um, audible versions on his phone. And as you can see in the background, I'm, I'm, I'm not wanting for anything. Uh, uh, I think I've, I've, I've uh, you know, kind of mowed down a few trees with all the books behind me as well. Um, that you can see. And, um, but I think that the ones that have had the most impact for me personally, the most impactful book. And again, I'm going to say this, you know, there's one from health and that was to read JJ Virgin's book. The Virgin diet was, was, uh, something that changed my life period game over. Um, not about a diet. It's about my way of eating. You know, and so that was just a very, very important. The other, uh, the most personally impactful book for me, though, is Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit. And I, I put that up there as one of the probably the top 20 most important books of all time uh, to read. Um, I know that Tony Schwartz's, when Tony Schwartz's book, uh, The Power of Full Engagement, came out, that was groundbreaking and, and significant. And I think that anybody that's writing about, you know, hacking health, whether it's Robert Cooper and the power of five that he wrote back in the gosh, was it eighties or nineties uh, that still has that. But, uh, a book about mindset and personal philosophy that I've read, uh, recently is from a young man by the name of Ryan holiday. And that is called the obstacle is the way. And it talks about stoicism and the practical application of stoicism and to be able to to see the most successful people on the planet uh, and how they utilize Stoic philosophy uh, in their lives. Um, probably one of the best books I've read in a long time and continue to read it. It's just one that I can never get enough of. And the audio version of it has a great interview with Tim Ferriss at the end of it, interviewing Ryan Holiday for about 90 minutes. And it's, it's extraordinary. Resources. You know, if, uh, how can they learn more about you and what you're doing? Well, uh, I mean, about me and what I'm doing, it, it, there's, we're at wildthingsseafood.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. Actually, I tell, it's a, there's an ongoing, uh, a weekly newsletter that goes out or blog, I guess, if you will, um, that's more about the journey, um, journey to health, the journey to finding great things. Um, but then I also have a, a, a just a, a mastermind group that's free uh, called Thursday Night Boardroom. And um, it has been a little group that started with four people at the beginning um, in 2010. Us just watching the, uh, I think you remember the Ultimate Business Mastery Summit with Tony Robbins mm -hmm. when Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes did the original one in Vegas. 
and I was there. And so I, I had the home study course and I would watch that and we would, four guys, we would sit there and watch it and talk about it and, uh, at my offices in Fullerton at my office in Fullerton. And it has now grown, um, to over 430 people in 24 countries that where we collaborate on Facebook. And so if somebody wants to be part of that collaboration and, and, um, you know, I know you, um, or I know of you, uh, you definitely can go to thursdaynightboardroom.com yeah, and answer those and, questions. Yep, and go ahead and register for that. I mean, you know, Jeff, this has been phenomenal. Let me do the key uh, next segment, which is the key takeaways. And uh, I, I just want to make sure everybody gets this. Is the, you know they're they're pretty fundamental, but they're you know you've done it and you've really executed exceptionally well. And I think as entrepreneurs, this is so important for us to do. Is one, uh, I'm going to use Stephen Covey's uh, uh, methodology, but seek to understand first. I mean, you do a phenomenal job. We all have to remember it's not us, it's them. And how can we you know, really get a better clarity and understanding of not their the, what they think their problem is, but what their, their, their real problem, that underlying one that we can help solve. So that's number one. Number two is to recognize that once we have this clarity, we're in a unique position if we have the expertise, we have the strategic partners with us, that we can solve their real challenges. And when we do that, that's where you know the magic happens. We have this great deep relationship. And the third part, and this is you know all three, we, you and I are so aligned, is masterminds. I mean, you know, nothing great is ever accomplished by an individual by bringing together liked minds, successful entrepreneurs who want to help each other serve their clients even better and do well by doing that. So much happens. You know, yep. Jeff, I want to thank you for sharing your insights. This has been extremely valuable and uh, keep up the great work because you're making a big difference out there. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun and, and uh, uh, you know, unique for me because obviously uh, talking in the financial products, I, I will uh, say one last thing about wild things uh, mm -hmm. and, and that might be appropriate for the, the folks listening. Um, we are launching a thing called the Wild Things Wow coming up here in the next uh, few weeks and it's called It's Awesome Gifts of Fabulous Food. And we are putting together these wow packages that will have a certain dollar amount. But if you uh, do a certain wow package of $250 or more, um, there's a personal video that will be sent by me on your behalf uh, to your client or, or uh, the, the receiver uh, that will share what we call a gossip video. And that's something that's special that this person's told me about you and uh, something that, that – that is, uh, or about your customer or client. And it's really something that cements home. And I know John, you, you've received a wild things mm -hmm. or a, a mini wild things. Wow. And uh, I think you can attest to how special that video coming, uh, in advance is too. Yeah, it's, it, it is. And, you know, again, you know, this is where that little bit of added value and making it fun, making it a wow makes all the difference. Make sure you're doing it for your clients. Your Current clients are counting on you. Your future clients are doing it. Let's go out and make a difference together. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.